we can basically write a new category ourselves and set the standard where it needs to be, we're basically giving the foundation to any future states that we're in. Welcome to Profession Session. I'm your host, Brody Vinson. And in this show, I highlight professionals of all kinds, whether it be business owners, entrepreneurs, corporate stars, all types of professionals that are really leading their field. I have Alex Wright on today of Pups Pub Orlando and Pups Pub Tampa. And we're going to talk a little bit about just how Pups Pub came to be and a little bit of the process leading up to it, because you've had a lot of success and I've, I've been incredibly impressed by it. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you uh, putting all the dog stuff out here for oh, me. Oh, of course. I got you in the Bad Mother Pupper outfit. You do. So I've got the Bad Mother Pupper <laughs> shirt and the bandana on. I'm representing, thanks to this guy. Typically the guy. bandana's on the dog, but I like it. You just I'm giving this to it. my dog right after. He's <laughs> he's going to have it eventually, but we've got the Pups Pup Cups as well. And uh, you are huge on branding. That's, that's my thing. Uh, so it's fun. You know, I wanted to be... A differentiator as far as you know when you come to the bar other than of course the dog component but you know that was a big thing that we got into with Pubs Pub is the dog bar concepts do exist and they have before Pubs Pub was created but we just felt like it was not to say underwhelming but just so much left on the table yeah and you know people obviously love their dogs we've done a ton of research People are waiting later in life to have kids or not at all, and they're spoiling their dogs. And I'm guilty of that myself. Yeah, for sure. I mean, dog apparel, I mean, dog chains, you name it. You know, you got these dogs who are living better lives than us. So I, you know, lean into that. And that's what we tried to do with Puzz Pub and just brand as much as we could. Uh, can is not just for the dogs, but also for the people because, you know, eat that shit up. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we talked about this a little bit. You have a background in sales and marketing, you said, that kind of led into this. Could you talk about that a little bit, like how you got started in that? For sure. So that's always been kind of a passion of mine, um, you know, the creative stuff, you know, whether it be like just like art and stuff like that. But, you know, once I get out of the Air Force, I went into um, sports marketing. So Thank you for your service, by the way. I didn't it. know appreciate about that. It. Um, but so once I got out, uh, I knew I wanted to get into sports. So I uh, went to the University of Tampa for my finished my undergrad in sport management. I was able to score some pretty good internships, uh, one with the Buccaneers, just kind of doing like different departments, see what I liked and what I didn't. And then I uh, worked for the Orlando Magic from 2015 to 17. Uh, so that's where I fell in love with Orlando. And Kind of seeing where this leads up oh, to yeah. you having a good bar in Tampa and Orlando. That's oh, cool. for sure, for sure. Uh, so I got stationed in Tampa uh, at McDill Air Force Base. So that's I'm originally from Rhode Island. And a place like Tampa was just something you saw in movies. Like, yeah. You know, I'm from this white bubble, boring town. But, yeah. you know, it's great in the summertime. But if you're not vacationing there, I mean, the rest of the year sucks. It's uh, probably it's cold. Very and miserable. Yeah. Nothing to do. My uh, warm weather theory where I, they have the best sports fans in, like, Chicago, New England. You know, there's nothing else to do. Exactly. Yeah, there's plenty <laughs> of time to just go to the games yeah. and try to stay warm somehow. Yeah, that's all there is to do. Like, so your whole year. Yeah, uh, you know, like Miami though, they they can't even show up on time during the NBA Finals for the Heat. Yeah, LeBron's there, so they got other stuff to do. Um, but I digress. Uh, but no, I fell in love with Tampa. 
I uh, met my you know wife who basically born and raised there. Um, but my time here in Orlando working for the Magic, you know, I had my dog Clyde. He's that one, the black one in the logo, um, RIP. But, you know, the new dog, Bonnie, she's underneath the table right now. You'll get to see her, hopefully. She's awesome. Yeah, yeah she's kind of a demon. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I lived here with Clyde at 55 West. So, you know, you have to walk your dog multiple times a day. And like I come home from a lunch break, give him a walk, but you know, the little dog walking area on the 13th floor of the apartment complex, I mean, that gets old. He hates it. And so I try to take him out. And other than walking around Lake Eola, which is great, you know, it'd be awesome if I could go to a bar, a restaurant, you know, something fun where he can be off the leash, do his thing, you know, go to the bathroom and when I can do my thing and like have some drinks and have a good time, watch sports. Yeah. So that's really where this came from is like, this is what I needed when I was here between 15 and 17. That's cool. And I actually have a similar kind of background and there's a reason why I've been so drawn to Pub's Pub. I had gone to, so I had moved here from Jacksonville where there's another dog park bar up there. So I used to go there all the time because I've always worked kind of remote in some sense since I got out of college. And so I'm usually just doing stuff on my laptop, kind of wherever I want to be. And I've had my dog now for about two and a half years and being able to just take him and kind of let him off leash and run around while I'm doing some work is a game changer. I mean, usually he's just kind of hanging out at home and bored and I take him out when I can, but to be able to take him out and let him run around and do his thing. I mean, that's, that's a huge perk for me as a dog owner. And it's that's just it. I mean, awesome. you hit the nail on the head. It's, you know, you go to a dog park or a dog beach or whatever it may be, you know, you the person, you're bored after 10, 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. I mean, what am I going to do at Davis Island Dog Beach? It's like, all right, well, he's tired and now I have nothing to do. Um, versus going to like a restaurant where you can have your dog like on a patio, mm -hmm. like they're on the leash, they're pulling and then they get tired and they just lay down and they're like miserable, I want to leave. So we really wanted to create a place that was the best of both worlds for both the pups and the people. That's a great point. It's kind of with all those other examples, it's always kind of like either you or the dog is compromising, exactly. but with something like this, you're both super happy. That was the idea. Yeah. So I love hearing that, you know, people like you were working from home at the mm -hmm. bar and, you know, maybe having a you know cocktail a little bit early. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a great excuse. <laughs> <laughs> We call them dog tails at Puss Pub, you know, not big. Oh dog. yeah, my dog's a big drinker too, so he's, <laughs> it's great for him. <laughs> we got big water bowls. Yeah, twenty-one and over. Exactly. Yeah, no, he's he's of age. <laughs> but yeah, I, I've really enjoyed it. I've been uh, following the opening of Pups Pub Orlando for a little while now, even before you guys opened, because as soon as I heard about it, you know, I had I had been hoping there was something like that here when I moved here, and there wasn't yet. Um, so a question I have for you actually is, I'm kind of curious why you think there hadn't been one yet. I'm sure you probably have a pretty good idea of the landscape of that whole thing. Do you have a good idea of why you think there was not one here yet? And and how were you able to do it? So dog bar concepts as a whole are still in its infancy. So you've had a few that have been around, I mean, the longest we could find was like six, seven years. Um, but even those were more like dog park first that you could have like beer and wine at. Right. Uh, so it was a little bit easier to do, but you know, with uh, anything, government agencies are far, far behind the innovative ideas like mm -hmm. dog bar, and so there's a lot of unknown. 
Right. And so whether it be zoning, permitting, liquor licenses, uh, health code stuff, I mean, there's just uh, layers upon layers that you have no idea about until you're going through the process. And I know that a few different dog bar concepts had attempted to enter Orange County. And, you know, I saw some of their mistakes, like, you know, one of them tried to open up in a residential uh, area, wow. which why would you want to do that anyway? Um, but, you know, for us to be the first to come downtown, to my knowledge, we're the first dog bar concept to attempt any downtown market. They've really? all been more on kind of like the outskirts because yeah. for, and I'm just making assumptions here, um, you know, from my research, it may, it seems like these other uh, companies were more worried about square footage. So they wanted to have big open, like a dog park field. Mm -hmm. And that was more important than location. Hmm. So for us, we wanted to offer that, but centrally downtown within walking distance to those dog-friendly apartment complexes. So we're the first to, again, to my knowledge, that has ever even attempted to do that. So I haven't been to the Tampa location yet, actually. I'm definitely going next time I'm in Tampa. Is it the same kind of thing down there? Is it in the kind of downtown area where it's walkable, or was that more outskirts? So first off, your VIP, very important pub membership does work at both locations i'm glad to know that so you're good to go awesome Still status um, and my also, dog was on the vip list before y'all even opened by the way <laughs> i love that i love that um so in tampa you know we have a fantastic location it's right on kennedy boulevard which is i mean if you know tampa at all it's like these like orange ave mm -hmm. and kennedy boulevard are like kind of the same that's thing. awesome um it's just not in downtown now granted tampa is quickly developing mm -hmm. but their downtown really isn't that big yet it's kind of true yeah it's still a little more like spread and yeah. there's different distinct areas but it's kind of i think it's going to be kind of all downtown eventually oh, it's going to be insane i mean once channel side connects to eboard and all that um, but for the meantime we're in a great spot we're in what's called soho south howard mm -hmm. so that's like a, i'm sure everybody's heard of like mcdittens and oh, yeah. saloon all love mcdittens who doesn't yeah when you're 23. i may or may not have been down there a few times for gasparilla and that's usually mcdittens is the move that's where you end up yeah you don't start there you end up there see that was my mistake and then you don't remember most of it and that's okay that means also guilty <laughs> but no we're in a great spot but what we've um and to be fair like we still got a great deal we're in a great location we get a ton of vehicle traffic but we're still kind of a destination we're still in soho parking's not awesome so we're happy that we were able to get our foot in the door so to speak you know really prove the concept our uh, branding for pubs pub but with the success of orlando already it's clear that downtown is the way shit. to go yeah <laughs> it's unbelievable so put it in perspective um in tampa it took about six months to get to a thousand members which was phenomenal that was ahead of our projections um we're already 910 members wow at our location here in orlando um we've been only been open for a month and a half another little highlight that i'd want to give is um y'all had like a vip opening party oh, yeah. and i'm pretty sure you had I'm pretty sure you set a limit of like a hundred, they said, and hit a hundred for like the opening party. So a like hundred VIPs. That was something that I was really excited about. And again, this is my passion, like branding and events and marketing, all that fun stuff. Uh, so for Tampa, 
to try to get some buzz. You know, we did a little bit of paid marketing, but a lot of it was just guerrilla marketing. Like, yeah. we know who can we with you know influence like pupfluencers. Yeah, was people that we were. Going That's to a hilarious like, concept. Pup dogs have pretty a lot of following. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, Bonnie's Bonnie's got her own uh, Instagram account. You know, at Bonnie Running Wild. <laughs> I'll put one. it in the uh, in the description or the show notes. <laughs> it's a good follow. It's a good follow. Yeah, um, yeah. She's had more followers than me since like day one. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not really on uh, social media because I do the business stuff. But uh, what we were trying to do is establish all of our local dog partnerships. So doggy daycare really wanted to get a good dog trainer. Shout out to Revolution Dog Training. Uh, they actually Show trainers. Notes. <laughs> amazing, amazing. Uh, no, so Erica, she's uh, the head trainer uh, with that company. Like she trains all like the Buccaneers players' dogs. Oh wow! She's like FaceTiming with Gronk and his dog is hilarious. <laughs> uh, I'm still trying to get Gronk over to Puspa. Let's go. Yeah, uh, Gronk. Dude. If you're listening. <laughs> but no, some of the Bucks players actually uh, became members kind of organically, which is cool. But just again trying to get as many people with following. Um, you know, we offered. Uh, 50% off if you signed up before we open. You know, it gives some sort of incentive. Mm-hmm. Um, Works for me. For sure. That's the way to do it. And then uh, I'm all about, you know, that loyalty. Lock them into that price forever. I mean, unless yeah. they cancel. So um, some of our members in Tampa, are, you know, they're playing like almost nothing. But because they were supporting us from day one, and then I'm fine with that. Um, so really push that. And our goal there was to sell 50 annual memberships before we opened. And it was a struggle in the I mean, Tampa location. In the Tampa location. Mm-hmm. So that was that was the goal in Tampa, and it was kind of a struggle because it's hard when you're just you're pitching somebody a idea. Like there isn't an Instagram that they can go look at and see the yeah. location. So what we started doing towards the end, we're like the last two weeks before we opened, we just started inviting people to the bar. It's a good idea. Like, hey, look at it. Like, yeah. this is what we're doing. Like, what? Like, dogs off the leaves? Like, Especially if you haven't seen that anywhere yeah. else yet. I mean, it's literally, it, like you said, it's just an idea, and you're just selling them kind of an idea. I mean, with turf inside? What? Yeah. What happens if they pee? You spray <laughs> well, it down. Yeah. <laughs> That's the same thing as a regular dog park. <laughs> it's going to be okay. Yeah. Um, so, like, that was, but we got there. We, we hit our goal. You know, we did a red carpet event. I was really excited about doing that. Had all of our partners there. You know, they were all set up shop. They had like swag bags, all the, you know, liquor distributors, you know, they were hooking us up. So, you know, it turned out to be an awesome event. You know, of course, did the video and then we were using that to promote what was going on, you know, and really got that ball rolling. And, um, you know, we were selling memberships like 250 a month, which is great. Orlando. Yeah. <laughs> so I knew that formula worked well in Tampa. Wanted to kind of do that bigger and better here in Orlando. And the goal was to sell 100 annual memberships before we opened. And we did that in like less than a month. Yeah. I mean, we ended crazy. up selling uh, like 150 annuals and then 406 total before we opened. That's insane. But it really just goes to show that this was a need for the Orlando community, yeah. but more importantly, downtown. Yeah. Like, that's what I wanted to do. Within two blocks of our location, there's 3,200 apartment units Yeah, that are all dog friendly. Yeah. And like a half a mile, there's over 10,000. And you mentioned that you had the experience living here, kind of being around Lake Eola. For anyone who lives downtown, I mean, you see dogs everywhere. I'm out walking my dog all the time around Lake Eola and stuff. I mean, it's such a dog-friendly downtown. It's crazy that there wasn't something like this before. I think y'all really hit a gap that was there. 
Oh, for sure. So warm weather places like Tampa and Orlando, I mean, they're just naturally a great spot for, you know, pet friendly cities. And through our research, uh, in the last couple of years has kind of fluctuated, but Tampa and Orlando have been like top three, top five every year, mm-hmm. you know, because the, they have to be, you know, business owners are needing to adapt. I mean, so my wife, uh, Sheila, she is a very successful commercial real estate broker. And uh, she's sat with SPP, that's Jeff Vinnick's group. And, you know, a big part of their Water Street development was that they need to focus on it being very walkable and dog friendly. Yeah. So everything that he's doing, I mean, this is Bill Gates. I mean, these are billion dollar projects and they're like needs to be dog friendly. Yeah. It's a huge thing because everybody. I mean, when was the last apartment complex you saw that wasn't dog friendly? It's a I mean, you're going to lose major potential people. A lot of them. The first thing you see on their website is a cute young couple with a dog. Mm hmm. Every That's, time. It's the normal. I mean, especially with how many people are like working from home or hybrid model now, you can have a dog as a as a busy professional. And, 100%. And that's the kind of market that's living downtown. So that's, uh, no, we're very excited, uh, you know, hopefully even beyond Orlando. Uh, I mean, we're looking to go into other Florida cities, uh, but I see this in every warm weather city being successful. Yeah, I mean, I think so too, especially the more you flesh out this concept. I mean, you mentioned that it was kind of a new idea for Tampa. Obviously, with Orlando, you could look back on the, I, I looked it up. I looked up the Pups Pub Tampa, even though I hadn't been there. And I was like, oh, that looks awesome. I mean, this is going to be wildly successful. So the more you can see that history and see that the company has done well in other places it's going to be probably more and more successful each place you go that's the idea fingers crossed yeah absolutely so i want to take a step back and kind of dig into a few things one thing you mentioned that you had kind of the sales and marketing background and that that really played into the importance of the branding a little bit can you talk a little bit about just the ideation process of the branding for pups pub and kind of like going through that, thinking through the brand, what was important to it, and and what did you want it to look like from the beginning? Not for sure. Um, so, you know, I've had quite a bit of uh, education now. So thanks to the Air Force, GI Bill baby. Yeah. Take advantage of that. Like I said, I went back to school for sport management, which you wouldn't think is a ton of like sports and, uh, and uh, marketing. But it, a lot of what I learned with these huge brands that sports are, I mean, everything that they do is about brand validation exactly so you're trying to bring more people in the door exactly and they're very selective in their partnerships and you know at that higher level i mean it's an extreme example but you know i learned a lot uh, from those experiences especially working um, with the with the magic so you know when i went back to school uh so basically not to get too personal but me and my wife uh we got to a, a point where i'm living here in orlando she's in tampa and she's like, look, one of us got to move. Mm-hmm. She's like, guess what? Not me. <laughs> so happy wife, happy life. Smart man. I, I bought stock in Sheila really early, so I think it really paid off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, so I was like, all right, well, I have options. Uh, so I was able to go back to school for my master's, and I got a master's in entrepreneurship. Oh, very cool. And University of Tampa has a phenomenal uh, program there, and you know, basically they take you from inception of an idea to pitching it to like a shark tank. Was your idea for the class Pubs Pub? It was not. Okay. So what was your idea? Uh, 
it was not something I was an expert in. Which mm-hmm. You learn really quick, like you shouldn't be doing this. I still think it was a cool idea. It was like into e-gaming. Okay. So you know how they sell out these like giant arenas now. It's insane. Which I'm not a gamer. So like, yeah, I didn't really know the space. I just thought it'd be cool to have like almost a top golf version of that that people could go to. Oh, interesting. So like these esports clubs have kind of popped up since I yeah. had this idea, which are not doing well. So I'm glad I didn't ever put money into it. Yeah. It's a weird thing to try to capitalize on, I think, because it's not necessarily inherently a social thing. Right. It, and, and so far as going out to do things, I think it is in the sense that it, you kind of do it from your home and like, and you interact socially on it. But I think it's, it's probably difficult to strike that, like going out and playing it socially kind of thing. Thanks for shitting on my thesis. <laughs> I mean, cool, man. I'm so sorry. No, I figured it out <laughs> But no, it was, it was a lot of fun to go through it. And I learned so much about just writing the business plan and, you know, going over the financials. Yeah. So, you know, I was able to get that recipe. So after I got out of my master's degree, um, I started back into sales. So I'm, I know I'm good at sales and, you know, it's quick, easy money. I was actually selling solar when I was going through my grad program. So I was knocking doors and, you know, making more money working part-time selling solar than I'd ever even made with the magic. I believe it. I have a, one of my best friends from growing up is selling solar right now and is just making stupid money for our age. Like he's, he's my age, young guy and is just making stupid money. He's kind of a sales manager already. Yeah. There's so much opportunity in that space. Oh, it's unreal. I mean, I was able to train some door knockers, so I didn't have to do that anymore. Yeah. They would tee it up. I'd come dunk it. That's exactly it. If you can get in that position where you're, where someone's canvassing for you. It was, yeah. So learned a lot through that process. Um, but you know, through the customer service, you know, that I learned like the magic, um, and then just the sales, the hardcore, you know, branding, because you're basically branding yourself with the solar because you're needing to look like an expert within, you know, one or two meetings with these people who, mm-hmm. like, you know, probably put something in online, like, you know, yeah. this person. Um, and then I actually worked at Harbor Island Athletic Club as a sales manager there selling gym memberships. Okay. So, and this is like That's a, a, That transfers well. So it was, it's funny. So my wife is very into, like, you know, everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. So I'm in this gym job and I'm like, I'm selling gym memberships. Like, what am I doing? And, yeah. But I'm making decent money. And I'm like, man, I really miss the magic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm learning all about these like gym CRM. Mm, okay. I'm starting to see how this comes together. Exactly. So I'm understanding like, okay, like, and again, I'm just kind of going through the motions and, you know, I'm good at sales. So we're, I'm doing okay. So, right before COVID happens, we're like full on in on Puss Pup. Mm -hmm. So we're working on the branding, like the business plan. I'm like three quarters of the way done and COVID hits. So everybody gets furloughed. Yeah. And everyone is so upset about it. Not this guy. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, well, this is a sign that we should be doing this. I mean, I was, or I had already sat down with uh, Hillsboro uh, County in regards to like zoning and like the whole dog thing. Like, okay, we know that there's dog bar in St. Pete. Like, I know it's Pinellas County, but like, you know, what exactly do we need to do in order to get this thing going? So we had already started all those conversations. We're looking into funding. So when we got, or when I got furloughed, it was like, okay, well. Time to go full force. Let's go. Let's, let's do this. 
So um, I was really able to focus in on the branding and that's where the fun stuff is. Yeah. When you get to just start branding, like these ridiculous cups. So these are awesome though. So these, they are reusable. They are, people steal them. I wish they I believe it. They are for sale. I'm not trying to sell them, but these are our draft beer cups. Mm -hmm. So that was one of the things that I wanted, you know, to again, just be a differentiator. Like this is something special that you can only see at Puss Pub. And then orange being one of our main colors, like it's just a bright orange solo cup. It attracts attention, yeah. I didn't even realize it when we ordered them. They kind of glow in the dark. So oh, do they really? It's kind of fun. Like if you're on the patio, like having a drink, uh, it just looks cool. Yeah. Kind of goes with like the, the neon lights and stuff. So, um, yeah, so that was super fun. Um, the phrases. So mm-hmm. I wanted, you know, they call them like Instagrammable opportunities. Yep. So you'll see like, you know, uh, some white girl in front of like wings in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Yeah, y'all have that big neon sign yeah. in there. So I think it's the it's the bitches running wild bitches running sign, right? Wild. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Uh, so I knew we, we wanted to do you know a couple different Instagramable opportunities. So we had the here to chase tail. That's a mural on the outside of the building. Mm-hmm with a dog chasing its own tail. So that's kind of goofy. It's kind of fun. Funny that you mentioned the mural. That's actually kind of how I, part of how I found out about it. A friend of mine had seen the mural a couple of times walking by and she was kind of just like, what is that mural? Like, what, what is that all about? She's like, I like it, but what is that? And then someone told her about it and she's like, oh, I've seen that so many times. And she told me about it because she knew about my dog. And then it was like a dog park bar, like four minutes for me. No way. And then you find out about it. Love hearing stories like that. And there's foot traffic all the time going by there. The the, the location in Orlando, I just can't talk enough about it. Yeah. So, yeah, we have the Here to Chase Tale, the Bad Mother Pupper, like you're rocking. We have a mural inside. A local artist, uh, Skell, hooked us up with that in Tampa. And then we had another guy, uh, Christian, he hooked us up with the one here in Orlando. And then he also um, actually did the outside one, which is pretty cool. But my favorite and the most controversial we're actually in trouble with Facebook right now. <laughs> is our bitches run a while? Yeah. So I don't know why. I just like. I just think that's so funny. Yeah. I think that you know, girls are gonna find it hilarious, and then guys, you know, we're inappropriate, or we're gonna love it. Of so course. Let's let's just make a bright orange neon sign. Yeah. And then have like wilderness and crap around it. <laughs> put a little bench and call it a day. That's great. And it is by far most popular. Yeah. I mean, I see people taking pictures in front of it every time I go. It's crazy. So really into that one. And I knew I wanted to trademark all these. So all these are trademarked. We have drinks of the same name. You know, we have the merchandise. You know, this is something that you only get at Puss Pub. Mm -hmm. So that was really what I wanted to push for. And what I hadn't seen at any of these other dog bar concepts is it was like, you know, a T-shirt with their logo on it. Like, okay, sure. Like, I'm not saying that's like a bad product. But would you rather have that or something that says bitches run a wild? Yeah, exactly. And it's crazy. You mentioned the Instagrammable opportunities. Any day of the week that you go on like the Pups Pub Orlando story, it's just constantly people posting stuff. Like it's such a beautiful visual picture inside of every part of the bar. I think y'all that was part of the genius of it, right? That you mentioned the sign and then really every part of it inside just looks so great that people want to take videos and pictures in there and then you tag pups pub orlando and then people you're getting exposure just all over the place it's like viral exposure i think it's really genius so much of our content is organic Mm -hmm. um you know and i love hearing stories of like oh you know my girlfriend was on there and i I, 
what is this place? Like, and she tagged Puss Pub. Like, mm-hmm. I gotta go there now. Um, so that is one of my favorite things. So in Orlando, you know, we tried to take some of the things that we did in Tampa well. So like that stupid orange slide. So there's one in Tampa that like there's like an outdoor patio and it just drops a level. So we put a slide. Yeah. So here in Orlando, we kind of took it to the next level and built a doghouse with a little slide out of it. Which is genius. I see some. I see the Shire dogs just kind of hanging out in there sometimes, which is hilarious. There's a there's a little like corgi I've seen a couple yeah. times that whenever there's a bunch of big dogs around, he's just kind of hiding up in the in the playhouse. <laughs> So Bonnie kinda, thinks it's her house. Yeah. Like, Bonnie, go to your house. It kind of is. Uh, kind of. She has a little bit of claim. For sure, for sure. No, she'll just hang out like at the top of the slide. Like, this is fine. <laughs> yeah. So really what I was trying to do with that is just keep Tampa alive in Orlando. But really, Orlando is going to be our flagship location. You know, we were able to have a full-on budget, create it from scratch. It was like a printing company beforehand. Mm-hmm. We totally gutted it put up the high ceilings, wanted to make it feel like almost an abandoned warehouse. Um, we have fake trees around like the support beam. So it makes you feel like you're outside cause you got the turf inside. So that's always yeah. kind of freaks everybody out. Like what is happening right now? Um, but the turf, which is really cool is in Orlando, we were able to uh, create a custom drainage system. So it flushes, like we can control it. Like you would your, you know, yard. Like you can just no pull the sprinkler way. system kind of thing. So what? we can flush it out whenever we want. So it's it goes automatically every night at like one after we're closed. Um, but you know, you can set it like whenever you want. So that that's was, amazing. That oh, saves an insane was, amount of work. It was very expensive. I believe uh, it. But you know, we wanted to take, you know, we have taken uh, very expensive and important measures to ensure that we are incredibly clean. Um, yeah. We understand that with the dog component, we don't ever smell bad, which is tough for me. I was actually born without a sense of smell. Hey, I can relate to you on that. I have a terrible sense of smell. It gets but me into trouble sometimes. Bit. You have one. I have a little bit of one, I guess, yeah. <laughs> so uh, my employees hate me. I'm like, how are we smelling? Yeah. Uh, smell for yourself. I was like, I can't. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we do all these, you know, uh, things, especially my wife, like she's big into, you know, keeping it as clean as possible. Like, you know, we have cleaning, you know, procedures and we make sure that, you know, before, mid and after every shift that we're doing things to, you know, keep it as clean as possible. So taking a lot of pride in that. And the best compliment we can get is when they come in, they're like, oh, this place smells great. Yeah. I mean, you would think, I don't think about stuff like that because similar to you, like, I mean, I, I do have a sense of smell, just not a great one, but I, I don't really think about stuff like that as much, but pe- that really bothers people if it, if there's a bad smell somewhere. I mean, oh, for sure. it could be a huge turnoff. And I think the other part of that that's so genius is like you mentioned before, it, there's so much unknown, especially with potential regulation. If you're taking those measures into your own hands and really like staying ahead of the ball with it, with all kinds of measures like that, that just it reflects really well on you as a company for when the regulation does come and they can see oh they've been taking measures for a long time to make sure that things are clean things are healthy things are good oh for sure and essentially we're writing this new category ourselves Mm -hmm. um you know my employees they really get crazy on me where i'm like we are the mcdonald's yeah we're not burger king we're not wendy's 
Like we're not we're worried it. about what they're doing. Like mm-hmm. we're the ones who are going to set the standard and we need to act like it Yeah. Uh, from every facet of the business, whether it be the fun stuff like branding or, you know, the not so fun stuff like cleaning. Um, and to be fair, like, you know, there's a big learning curve in our Tampa location. You know, we had to figure these things out and that's why, you know, we're so proud of Orlando and that being the flagship, hopefully for many more locations is, you know, not to say that we've completely refined everything, but, you know, from vetting every single dog that comes in, you need proof of vaccinations. We have a whole CRM system where it came in handy, where I was working at a gym. Mm-hmm. So we actually used a, um, CRM company that works with gyms. That's, so I mean, we, it, so like, we just custom, you know, a few items. And so like you, the buyer, mm-hmm. and then there's the member. Yeah. So it's really just subbing out a couple categories and names. I would think, I mean, that's it, it. It makes a lot of sense. It's really just because I mentioned before, I kind of saw how it was coming together with the gym thing and the CRM. And, and another part of that is you just learned how to get people in the door, right? Like how to sell memberships, how to get people in the door. I think that probably served you really well. Oh, for sure. And that, you know, not just from you know marketing, but also those partnerships. I mean, utilizing what's around you and, um, you know, not just establishing those relationships, but really building on them. Yeah. Uh, so we have phenomenal partners uh, here in Orlando already. Uh, so like I said, I was actually brought Bonnie to Just for Dogs to get groomed today. Mm-hmm. So she finally smells nice, or at least I'm told. Uh, <laughs> but she's, she feels good. Uh, we also partnered with Dogtopia. So they do the doggy boarding. Um, like I said before, Revolution Dog Training. So if there's ever any issues, at the bar we're all about providing solutions yeah Um, take your dog to training come back with a certificate of training we'll reinstate your membership kind of thing um so what what would be a disqualifying behavior any aggression excessive Uh, humping maybe so we're not a doggy brothel that's yeah uh but it's true so like one of the things that i a lot we get some pushback uh that we do require any dog that's over a year old to be fixed yeah and you know you You have to you but definitely have but to. But that's the issue. And I'm not to say that, you know, just because your dog's not fixed, that's going to be humping everybody. But it, the, the other dogs smell it on them. They start to get aggressive, like the alpha male thing, especially with the boy dogs. Yeah. And so just to avoid that, I mean, it, like, you can't find any of these concepts that don't or that do allow. Uh, no, that aren't not that I've seen. Fixed. And typically they actually do it younger than us at at least like six months. Oh, really? Yeah. So us going to a year, I feel like is pretty lenient. Mm -hmm. Um, But with that said, I mean, we have the puppet rollers kind of getting back into the safety aspect of uh, the concept is, you know, we even have people, you know, we call them puppet rollers and they're monitoring the dog play. Like that's their only job is to make sure that it's super clean and safe. Mm -hmm. So I always say the same thing, you know, it's all about the dogs being healthy and friendly. Yeah. So, you know, that we take that very seriously and we divide our dog area from our service area so like where the drinks are being made you know there is a what we call like a partition so that's the bar but there's no way that the dogs could ever get behind the bar it's a high bar yeah very high bar um so you know we do all of those things very intentionally to you know be as safe and clean as we possibly can i think those measures will serve you well going forward um one thing I would like to talk about that you kind of touched on there a little bit before is the partnerships thing. I'd like to talk about those a little bit. What have been maybe some of the best partnerships that you think have kind of served the, the company the best and, and worked out most beneficially for both parties? 
I'm glad you asked because I forgot about Yola Pets. So that one. Awesome. We love Yola Pets. Yeah. Uh, so this is going to you know blow your mind. Dog birthday parties. Yeah. It's crazy. So we we had them from the day one, right? I've never seen anything like the way y'all do. It's insane. And that, so it didn't start that way. So in Tampa, we knew that we were going to be, you know, doing these dog birthday parties. So not to get off topic, but as far as the partnerships go, um, you know, we had a dog bakery, uh, you know, so sweet dog bakery. Allie, she's awesome. She hooks us up in Tampa. She's been with us since day one. And, you know, it was more like basic, you know, dog cake, cool, whatever. People wanted more. I'm yeah, like, this is not enough. Like, what else can we do? So a few months in, I'm like, all right, let's get crazy. Mm-hmm. So without any permission from my wife, so I have <laughs> trouble for this one. Uh, I bought a dog Lamborghini. <laughs> yeah, that's the part I was talking about. Yeah. So I get this <laughs> stupid dog Lamborghini. <laughs> Obviously not for dogs. It's uh, for like toddlers. Yeah. At a weight capacity of like 120 pounds. <laughs> they're like, you really shouldn't go over like 80, but you can go to 120 if you can. Anyway. So the reason I got that one, though, is it has a remote control. Yeah. So we rigged it where there's, like, a dog bed inside. So it would, like, you know, there's not the place for the feet to go. And that they can't, like, hit the pedals or anything. <laughs> so uh, we put this dog bed in this Lambo. Can you imagine if you had left open. the foot pedals in and some dog got in and just, like, crashed it into the playhouse? <laughs> I mean, most of the dogs. The little it. high noon can in the corner. <laughs> Most of the dogs are afraid of it. Uh, but every once in a while, you get a dog that, like, Frenchies, for some reason, just love it. So you throw them in there, and they're like, this is the best. <laughs> so, you know, you get their owner, like, driving it around with the yeah. control. But the idea was I wanted it to feel like a rap video. Yeah. Like, okay, smoke machine, bottle service, <laughs> Lambo. <laughs> stupid. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, here's what we're going to do. So for my dog, Clyde, again, RIP, the OG. Uh, we had his 11th birthday party. It was the first that we ever did. So we get the Lambo, we do the smoke machine. Uh, we got a videographer for it. That's awesome. You know, we got some friends to come be bottle girls. (laughs) (laughs) So we paid them in bar tabs and we're like, all right, so you're, you're going to be a bottle girl for a dog. (laughs) Um, What was it like explaining that concept? They're all like, this is the best thing ever. It was so weird. Like no, there was no resistance. Yeah. Almost like it was meant to be. Like, I want to be part of this. Yeah. All right. So we got a stripper gun with uh, fake dollar bills, but we put my dog's face on the dollar bill. That's awesome. So these $100 bills are shooting out of this stripper gun with my stupid dog's face on it. We got all the, so uh, we got the custom three-layer dog cake. Uh, we just had, like, Biggie just blasting the whole time. <laughs> got him a gold chain for his birthday like it was so the video that you see that we have on instagram and on our uh, website that's from the first uh celebrity vip potty i'll and see if i could kind of overlay it during this part of the interview <laughs> you should, you yeah uh, so that was that was probably the thing i was most proud of because it was just so much fun to create yeah and you know just the reactions from people they're like what are you doing like, <laughs> i'm telling you like this is going to this is going to pay for itself in like a week. Oh, yeah. 
So uh, there's that, a method to the madness for sure. So we totally revamped our party packages. And so we did three packages. The celebrity was the top one. And that was like, you can do all these things yeah. for your dog. And you can do different the rapper things. Party. Like, we're all about it. Uh, so it was a huge success. Everyone had a great time. So what was cool is, as part of being a VIP member, you get benefits of getting invited to silly events that we're putting on. So mm -hmm. whether it be my dog's birthday party or we do a casino night, we've done a few of those. You um, mentioned that when we talked before. You said that's your favorite. That one's definitely yeah. my favorite. Could you tell me a little bit about that? I haven't heard about that one yet. So we're doing another one in Tampa on the 27th, uh, but we'll definitely be hosting one here in Orlando awesome. uh, when the time's right. So, yeah, that one's a lot of fun. Like legit, like craps table. No way. Oh, yeah, two blackjack Ooh. tables, poker table. I'm not a huge gambler, so I like craps because you can kind of just hang around the table and, like, play the, play the line for a while, like get some drinks. But what's fun yeah. about these is, like, you're not playing with real money. It's all donations. Right. And so there's prizes for the top uh, chip holders at the end of the night. And it's all going to a good cause. But what's cool about these dealers is that, you know, it's not for real money. Yeah. So they'll teach you. They'll, like, help you learn the that's game. That's cool. So, like, they'll teach you how to do craps. But anyway, I digress. Super fun. That's awesome, actually. That's that's really cool because typically you feel almost like, like you're playing against the dealers. Like, if you go out and just go gambling, it's like – it's very intimidating if you don't know the game that well. They're not really out there to teach you. So the that's a cool thing. Dealers, surprisingly, like, they will help you. Like, they want you to feel comfortable. It's the other players when it's for real money that's that you true. need to be aware of. Yeah, that's true. Like, What's wrong with you? Why you like the, I can't play blackjack just because of the other players. Yeah. Like, bro, leave me alone. <laughs> I feel like blackjack players are probably, like, some of the most intense. If you're betting your electric bill, like, maybe you shouldn't be at the casino. Probably. Hot take. Hot <laughs> take. <laughs> yeah. Just saying. Um, so, yeah, if you're in, like, dollar hands in poker and you're upset about one hand, like, dude, chill. Yeah. <laughs> go find a new hobby. Exactly. But, uh, you know, Play some lower stakes. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so these birthday parties were just bonkers yeah and you know we sold like 10 within the first month like vip parties. yeah those are 500 a pop That's so crazy. people are just loving it and since then we've done all of these really cool uh themes so mm -hmm. you know if you do the celebrity one you get to kind of pick your own theme and like all the bartenders want to participate yeah so, like we've done like a hoedown one once <laughs> uh, how does that go do you come in and like have a meeting and like they you tell them what you want like like when you're picking the theme. So typically, like, you'll just kind of – so the first casino night actually came from a conversation with one of our regulars. Shout out to Chris Felix. What's up? Uh, so we're talking about uh, his dog's uh, birthday party, and he's like, I want to do the celebrity one. Like, let's come up with a theme. And somehow, like, 007 came up. I was like, bro, casino night. Yeah. I was like, I will – like, let me handle, like, the casino rentals, but, like, let's do that. Yeah. It's like – on board. So that was the first casino night that we did was stemmed from a celebrity VIP party. So we did them simultaneously. That's cool. So that was a lot of fun. But uh, these two girls, uh, they have dogs that are named after sharks. So we had a shark party. So nice. So pool party. Like they, and they went all above and beyond. They got like watermelon like in like, the shape of sharks and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy. Uh, There's something so hilarious. I think you hit on something that was pre-existing that people wanted to really capitalize on anyway. And that, like, there's something so hilarious about just playing up and, like, 
personifying dogs in that way. Like oh, I, I've always loved that. Like I take every opportunity that I can to do that with my dog and people, people have that desire to do that. It works so well. It's just fun. Like it at, is. at the end of the day, like yeah, it's an excuse to have a party with your friends. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're with your, with your dog and your dog's having a good time, whatever. But you know, it's just a fun thing to bring people together. And, um, I feel like we've been really successful in doing that and coming up with stupid ideas uh to do it i mean we had a drag show it was so so these guys had uh these corgis lemon and beyonce <laughs> and, and then, it's funnier because they're corgis oh it's hilarious like this big <laughs> butt dog and they're just like this is beyonce so we're calling this dog there's lemon and beyonce it was just just crying laughing like yeah. You know, those are probably my favorite meetings. Uh, so shout out to Juliet. She's our chief marketing officer. For Is that for both locations? Yeah. So she came on pretty early on as our uh, social media manager. Okay. Super sharp. Um, she's uh, also in the University of T- uh, Tampa. But, uh, like, basically straight out of college, um, her resume was like a website. I was like, okay, let's go. Yeah. Uh, but she just got it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it, it just clicked. It just made like we've, you know, it. Sometimes you throw out these ideas, like, and people just look at you like you're nuts. Mm-hmm. Like, we are, but she was like, she speaks in dog puns now. <laughs> That's it, you need that, yeah. It, it's just it's nonstop, and like I catch myself doing it. I'm like, I gotta stop talking to Juliet. Yeah, <laughs> you see it in all the branding online now that I think about it. Like anything, anything in the uh, Instagram posts, it's all dog puns. Oh, it's constantly. Sure. It's impressive. So what's cool is like you know I kind of started all that, and then she just took over my voice. Yeah. And so something fun that we wanted to do is speaking of branding was uh, my dog Rafi. Ironically enough, he's our you know him being antisocial is well he's like afraid of his own shadow he's a nice dog <laughs> but he's our social media manager online <laughs> nice. so anytime that you reach out to Puss pub it's rafi like with uh, a thumbs up responding that explains a lot about our conversation yeah <laughs> so it's actually juliet yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she's like everybody thinks i'm rafi i was like you are yeah <laughs> newsflash uh it had that energy for sure so but she's it, nailing it oh she's crushing yeah but no she just uh, we just completely hit it off from day one and she just gets it and she's really kind of made it her own and yeah the dog puns are endless dude yeah it's it's insane i mean you could the sky's the limit with that we just have fun but what i was saying is those uh like monday meetings and it's like me uh matt our coo uh sheila and you know we'll just sit there and be like okay we got a couple events coming up like what dumb shit can we come up with for Mm -hmm. this um one of them I'm most proud of is uh, what we did for Halloween last year. So, like I was saying, we're on Howard in Tampa, so we wanted to call it Howl on Howard. So that was our dog pub crawl, <laughs> but it was dog trick-or-treating. Yeah. So we went the week before Halloween not to get in the way of, like, the crazy Halloween right. crowd. And so we did during the day, went down all the popular bars, including Gadins, and we just dressed up dog we had a costume contest <laughs> like the whole thing people love putting costumes on oh, their dogs we had like almost 100 people walking down the streets of howard with their dogs dressed up that's amazing and like people are doing matching outfits with their dogs yeah i mean it was so all the uh well some of the um the employee dogs we all dressed up like grease <laughs> so of course bonnie was rizzo the bitch yeah. <laughs> So we're like pink ladies jackets, yeah. like T-Birds jackets. It was so stupid. 
Um, but like the themes, like people just have fun with it. Oh yeah. It was a blast. Like we did it the other day and, uh, you know, had a really good time and we're going to turn that into a tradition and one that we hope that we can do something similar here in Orlando too. That would be awesome. I would love to join in on that. Just go down orange. Mm -hmm. There's, I'm sure the bars (laughs) would be very open to it. There's trick or treating. Yeah. (laughs) Damn, that's genius. It's good times. I think Uh, you should do it. Oh, for sure. I need to come up with some more fun stuff in Orlando. You know, I've been in Tampa for such a long time. Uh, so, like, obviously, Gasparilla is special to mm-hmm. uh, Tampa. So, like, we did a pirate costume contest, and then we have season tickets to the Bucks for uh, Grousparilla. What's that? Grousparilla. So we call it Gaspawrilla. Okay, okay, there it is. We got our own little <laughs> logo even and better. Everything. <laughs> um, but no, so like, we did a costume contest, and the winner got tickets to a Bucks game. Nice. So uh, it was funny. The couple who won were like on a first or second date. Yeah. And the guy wasn't dressed up and he's like, Wait, I can win Bucks tickets? <laughs> so the dude goes home, changes, comes back, they win. And they're still dating like four months later and they go to the Bucks game. That's awesome. They, like, thank Puss Pub. It was really cool. That's awesome. You could kind of claim some, I mean, a little bit of help in their relationship in that sense. Pup's Pub is out here for love. It really is. Uh, <laughs> ooh, speaking of that, oh my goodness. Like, Talk about a great place to just, like, meet new people. Yeah. If you're single, like, you bring a cute dog into a dog park. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. Some of our regulars, I won't put anybody on blast. (laughs) Like, especially the girls, they will bring all of their online dates to Puss Pub. Yeah. It it is the test. Like, does their dog suck? Mm -hmm. Do they not even have a dog? Like, how do they act? Those are important things. And Those are like first questions to get 100%. out of the way. They're like they're they're vetting them immediately. Like, does this work with my talk? Yeah. <laughs> if the answer is no, like, cool, dude, but no thanks. Exactly. But it, and you like, go there as a dog person, meet another dog person. Dog happens, people like dog people. Happens all the time. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> well, another thing I wanted to ask about, we were talking about the partnerships before. You mentioned the. Um, Sorry, I keep veering off of that. I'm just like no, scatterbrain all over. I I like it because I'd preferred getting off onto crazy tangents, like talking about rapper parties with dogs. I mean, that's that that makes it more fun. That's a good time. <laughs> but all right, so partnerships, partnerships. Oh yeah, the the specific one I wanted to ask you about was the um, the Lake Eola Pets partnership, and you did something that I thought was genius and very successful. You had. Um, like a social media partnership with them where it was like a giveaway. Yeah, and so we try to do stuff like that all the time. Yeah. Uh, the more we can do with our partners, the better. I mean, some partners just like maybe don't have a very strong social media presence and that's mm-hmm. fine. But the ones that do, um, anything that we can do, you know, to help each other out, uh, the better. So like, you know, that that was a big part of Juliet, uh, you know, doing building the Orlando brand and just getting our name out there and being able to partner with very established and well-respected brands like Eola Pets is, mm-hmm. you know, incredibly helpful. They're right around the corner. I've been there a few times. People love it. It's like, it's right kind of same thing. It's right in the midst of a bunch of dog friendly apartments and everything that where there's a lot of people that like to spoil their pets. So oh, it's 100%. They're natural. To do it. So they do, they give us our uh, cakes for our birthday parties here. Um, and then, you know, obviously they're like a really cool boutique uh, mm-hmm. shop. So I was actually there today. got some like cool designer poop bags. Nice. What's up? <laughs> no big deal. Yeah. Flex. <laughs> <laughs> now they got some cool stuff in there. Yeah, they do. So you, so I wanted to ask you a little bit about that. What, 
went behind. I mean, it sounds like maybe it was Juliet's idea um, or maybe a combination of everyone's idea. But what went into that particular one? Because that one in particular, I kind of watch. I'm, I'm kind of a geek for the marketing stuff, especially stuff like that, like social social growth kind of stuff. And I kind of watched the inception of that and saw you guys just explode on Instagram from that. And I thought so, that was insane how much you grew from that. So that partnership was uh, has been super uh, successful so far, you know, really because of their activity on it. So, you know, you, you push to do a lot of things with your partners and sometimes, you know, they're busy and yeah. it is what it is. But they have been incredibly active, you know, really helpful with us. So they, you know, being able to collaborate with them, like, mm-hmm. okay, what can we do, you know? What are you willing to give away? Like, how can we promote it on both of our platforms? Um, but really, what I was pumped about is our Pupfluencer contest that we had yeah. before we opened. So that one was uh, my favorite. So that was uh, Juliet's idea, you know, because we're th- talking about like, you know, maybe reaching out to influencers and all that. And she's like, well, what if we go out to all these dog accounts? And I'm like, I love that. Like, let's definitely do that. It's just a better fit. And we're brainstorming. I was like, let's make it a contest. Yeah. Like, let's really see who has the most friends. Yeah. And it was it was a lot of fun. So and we held like a Pupfluencer, like sneak peek. So anybody who qualified and was able to, you know, their, use their referral code enough to sell enough memberships, um, we give them free memberships for themselves. And then uh, they were able to, we did like a champagne, like uh, sneak peek of the bar before anybody else, like the Wednesday before we opened on that Friday. So doing stuff like that was just like, just ridiculous yeah and you're talking to these they're like celebrities the top dog had like any uh, divas in the mix oh yeah yeah (laughs) oh yeah anyone that was kind of like just a problem i mean you don't have to name any specific breeds (laughs) oh if you want to just talk about breeds i'll tell you my favorites and my least favorites now You have something else that I think is a genius idea. I'm hoping I can make it on Sunday because I have a golden retriever. You, you do these like breed meetups. Were you doing that before in Tampa or is that kind of a new idea? So we've been doing that in Tampa. Um, you know, I'd love to take credit for that one. That's just kind of what all these dog bars have been doing. Um, I didn't realize before we opened up Puss Pub that there are like groups for every breed. And some of them are a little more uh, snootier than others. <laughs> Uh, but for the most part, they're super fun. It's just like, you know, it's a bit like a Facebook groups, like Dalmatians and, mm-hmm. like, you know, because there's not a ton of Dalmatians all hang out. But, um, yeah, we just thought that would be a lot of fun. And, um, like, we had a – we did a wiener dog party. And these guys – How did that go? Oh, it was hysterical. <laughs> so, we, so we opened up an hour early because they're smaller dogs. And, you know, it's like on a Saturday. Like, it can be a little overwhelming. For yeah. Them. So we opened up an hour early and they showed up. <laughs> They're dressing them up like hot dogs. It was just ridiculous. I'm just imagining like a line of wiener dogs out the door. It basically was. I think there was like 50 of them. And I'm just like, I'm going to step on one of these dogs. They're everywhere. Uh, But no, that was. Someone spilled a hot dog stand. I ordered hot dogs for everybody. (laughs) We have to get hot dogs. Like it got there like right as everybody was leaving. I was excited about it. That's awesome. What are some other events that you have kind of planned for the future that you're excited about? So I don't know if I can talk about this, but why not? I'm trying to get a partnership with the magic. That would be cool. So that would be really fun. You know, I still know a lot of the guys over there. 
and being like an official partner with them, doing or hosting uh, official watch parties at Puss Pub, I think would be incredible. Because it is a sports bar too. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And that's the thing too I really want to get out there is like we got like 20 TVs, we got NFL Sunday package. Like, I'm looking TV, forward to that. Everything. Uh, so even if you don't have a dog, like I wanted it to be a cool sports bar, even if it didn't have the dog component. I, you just gave me potentially an idea I might suggest to my uh, fantasy football team that we draft there. We just had our draft last night. Did you really? Tampa location. That's awesome. Yeah, shit got crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and we're doing our uh, draft for the Puss Pub Orlando uh, this upcoming Thursday. Okay. So that is a great idea, and you absolutely should yeah. post it at Puss Pub. It's super fun. Um, we got the third of the group chat. Everything, like, as crazy as you want to get. Yeah. But, yeah, so we, we did that uh, in Tampa. We're doing it here in Orlando. But that's, yeah, fantasy football is really popular, obviously. Uh, the games, we were super popular um, on Sundays. So, yeah, we're hoping that it catches on here in Orlando as well. I think it will. I mean, it's it's a huge thing. I mean, just being able to get together with your buds and have it like, especially having a place for your dog to hang out while you're watching football. You could kind of camp out for a few hours. That's one of those things where you want to just hang around the bar for a while. That's the best. I mean, to, to the date, we are most successful night ever was when the Bucks won the Super Bowl and the game was in Tampa. I can only imagine. And like, so we had to sell like bar stools. I mean, like it, it was nuts and we were just slam packed and you know, there weren't like a ton of dogs and people knew like, it's going to get too crazy. Yeah. There was like 10 dogs that there was like, we were at capacity. A lot of people. Yeah. It was, it was bonkers, but yeah, I, but I love that atmosphere. My point was like, Come to the Super like watch the Super Bowl at Puspin. Mm-hmm. Like we're a super fun place. Everybody's yeah. in a good mood. It's not, you know, one of those bars where you're gonna see like fights at. Yeah. Like we're dog people. Like, yeah, everyone's having a good time just petting the dogs. Exactly. Yeah. Like that's why we close at eleven every day. Mm-hmm. I don't want that two AM crowd. No, you don't. That's a good choice. <laughs> yeah. Like if you're hanging out with your dog at like one thirty in the morning, like maybe you shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing good happens. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, no, so we stay open till midnight on Fridays and Saturdays. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, and, and if there's like a just game in time not to catch that suspicious crowd, exactly. I think that's a good move. Yeah, so I never wanted it to be any part of that. Yeah, I mean, I'm, that's past my bedtime. And you would catch that being downtown and everything. I mean, me possibly <laughs> <laughs> on on the right night. <laughs> yeah. you're the one we need to worry about. Yeah, prob- down orange. probably yeah. so. Me and my dog both. I mean, you. <laughs> We're great before midnight. You don't want to catch us after, especially him. (laughs) You're probably eating like Gito's pizza. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I know. I think that's a good point. Um, Another thing I wanted to ask you about is just some of uh, some of the challenges of opening the bar. What were what were some of the big hurdles that you had to overcome? So challenges to opening the bar. Holy shit. So much. (laughs) Uh, So the biggest thing uh, is, you know, funding it. Yeah. You know, I was, was curious about that. That for was sure. something that, you know, I brought up during my master's program. You know, you, you have these like successful restaurateurs that are, you know, talk to you and, you know, these not to be mean, but like these old timers who were like, you know, I got this loan when I had no credit and no money and they gave me a million dollars and then I bought all these Dunkin' Donuts. It's like, mm-hmm. what? Yeah. Like, what was the financial landscape back then? Yeah. Definitely can't do that now. I mean, a handshake and a wink, basically. And and the guy's like, I had no way of paying this back. I can't believe they approved me for it. And like now he's a multimillionaire. It's like, yeah, well, that's not happening in today's 
environment. But, you know, so what we are trying to do is take advantage of all of our opportunities. So, you know, one of those is, you know, reach out to your friends first. And my best friend, Trevor, uh, we were in the Air Force together. He's now doing what we did as an intelligence analyst, as a government contractor. So he's just making stupid money, yeah. which he deserves. You could not pay me enough to do that shit. Yeah. Like he's you had your fill. More than enough. Yeah. And we were in the chair force. Like he's going hardcore, like <laughs> flying in the worst places. And he's home for two, away for two. Yeah. And now he's getting paid stupid money. But again. Can't pay me enough. So, you know, reached out to him and, uh, you know, kind of went over the business plan with him. And he was, he loved the idea. He's like, this would be great. And, you know, hopefully this could be not just one, but maybe multiple in the future. So I was like, yeah, well, let's get one done. Open mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, so I was lucky enough that he was the financial place to help us out. You know, obviously we took out loans. So, we, like, we used an SBA loan and then our, our personal uh, savings as well. And, you know, basically, uh, you know, gave up our firstborn and whatever else. Yeah, arm and a leg and the whole shebang. You know, we were able to do it now. Uh, luckily, she lives in commercial real estate, so she was able to broker our lease. That's and awesome. The, and at the time, it's COVID. Yeah. So nobody's touching bars and restaurants. Wow. So we're... Perfect time to capitalize. We're these crazy people. We're mm-hmm. like, we'll do it. And, and like, you're in Florida, the capital of not caring about COVID. Well, well, that's what we were gambling on. Yeah. Okay. Well, everything's shut down right now, but by the time you know we send the lease, we get the funding, and the build out's done, we should be out of it. Yeah. Huge gamble. Yeah. Our landlord knew it was a huge gamble. Have you always been someone who's has kind of a high tolerance for risk, or yes. was that something you have? I mean, cool. I, I just. It, it kind of takes that for entrepreneurship. It does. What did Bruce Arians say? Got to risk it for the biscuit? Yeah. Dog bun. <laughs> <laughs> I, they just fall out. I can't yeah. Uh, but no, I, I've, I've always felt that way. Um, you know, I left home at like 19 when I joined the Air Force. And, you know, ever since I've kind of been all over the country and, you know, seen different places in the world, like, you know, I got outside of that little bubble. And, you know, I just knew that I'd rather fail trying yeah than to succeed in mediocrity i love that perspective that's gonna be a clip thanks (laughs) (laughs) but no i mean like not to say there's anything wrong with hey i know that i'm getting this steady paycheck and i'm contempt with you know whatever that figure is for people there's nothing wrong with that yeah it just didn't suit you yeah i just i like the idea of you know not having a ceiling Mm-hmm. being in control of what room you're in. Yeah. That was big for me. So, you know, I was finally in the position that I felt like I had an idea that could propel me to that type of success where I could, you know, have those problems. And, uh, you know, lucky enough, you know, things just kind of fell into place. And, you know, the fact that we were able to convince our landlord, like, hey, take a shot at us, because guess what? You're going to collect no money mm-hmm. for who knows how long. In the meantime, we're, we're ready to come in right now. So we got like a crazy COVID discount. That's you know, a good point. Got a really good spot. The place that was uh, at the location before us, they just shut the doors like less than a month before COVID even shut it down. I, apparently, one of the owners was like embezzling. I don't know. Oh, I've heard man. Some things. <laughs> but they just like locked the doors. Wow. So they, 
TVs. I mean, furniture. Like, they just left it. No way. So we're like, jackpot. Yeah. Okay. We might actually be able to pull this thing off. Yeah. I could get approved for a lot of money. Yeah. So we were able to just barely squeak by budget-wise. And we were able to get open. Um, but, you know, even through that process, I mean, just trying to get through the permitting and, you know, then the inspections, you know, failing an inspection over the dumbest thing. And it's like, what, what are we doing? Even just getting an inspection scheduled. Mm-hmm. Proves What's the process of that like? I mean, hurry up and wait. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of that during COVID in general and post-COVID. There's well, just that was like, a big part, too, is that because it's COVID, everything's remote. Yeah. So you're like, why well, can't just... I'm a psycho. I'll just show up at somebody's door. Yeah. Like, hi, you're not answering my phone calls. You're not responding to my emails. Like, I'm here now. You can't yeah. ignore me. And in a polite way, like, call sure. me pleasantly persistent. Yeah. But if you're like, we need to get this done. So mm-hmm. please help. Yeah. There's this kind of magical thing that happens when you, when you have this just amazing idea that you're 100% convinced you're supposed to be doing. And I think it just brings out this insane persistence that just makes things happen that you didn't think were possible before. No, for sure. I mean, uh, so sorry, my wife's blowing me up right now. She's good. <laughs> She's good. Um, but no, it's just you can I, do whatever you got to do if you need no, 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 to. I'm good, okay. I'm good. <laughs> happy but wife, happy life. Oh, could not be truer. <laughs> uh, I hope she watches it. She's like, "Hell, did you ignore me?" <laughs> um. It'll be fine. She'll just hit me. We're in an abusive relationship. She beats me up. That's fine. But yeah. whatever works. <laughs> but no, it was it was cool to you know to get to that point. But you run into all of these uh, roadblocks essentially. Yeah. And what I've learned is there's just so much red tape, and these people don't know how to navigate it mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. You know, the first person I met with at Hillsborough when um, we were trying to open Tampa clearly no clue and he's like trying to figure it out i was like hey man like no worries like can we go talk to somebody who else yeah so then we go talk to the other guy and then we go talk to another guy and then all of a sudden i'm leaving with more questions than answers that is a common theme in entrepreneurship unfortunately yeah so whenever (laughs) you're what do they say that you know the first over the wall always gets bloody yep and we get to be lucky enough to be those people um so that's kind of been the issue with Tampa and then also um, here in Orlando is just, you know, every time you feel like you get through one aspect of it, you know, there's something else. I mean, the fire chief here specifically, like, you know, they were saying, well, you need all your furniture. And we're like, well, we don't, we were told that we didn't need all the furniture and it's supposed to get delivered in a couple of days. Okay. Well, we'll be back. What? It's like, what? And then they failed us. What? It, but it's simple things like that. It's like, yeah. who cares where the tables are? Yeah. Like, is that really what we're, we're going about? Like, yeah. you have the floor plan. And then the one guy was like. They won't even give you the grace of doing or trying an inspection with it? No. Well, the one of the guys. That's <laughs> crazy. I won't name names, although I totally <laughs> should because I'm a jerk. <laughs> but so when it comes to, like, the furniture, he's like, it has to be exactly like the floor plan. And I was like, so if it's a square table versus a circular one, like, we're going to fail? And he goes, yeah. It's like, oh, dude, are you for real? Jeez. So we're like, all right, well, we didn't know that we needed the furniture. It's going to get delivered tomorrow morning. Just come anytime, like in the afternoon. What's he do? Shows up at 930 in the morning. Doesn't say anything to anybody. He walks in, walks out, 
fails us, charges us 150 bucks. Oh my god! It's that kind of stuff that you're yeah. dealing with. It's like, what? Like, why are you that miserable in life that you just like have to do that? We told mm-hmm. you it wasn't going to be rent to the afternoon. Like, yeah. And then to not say anything to anybody. <laughs> Almost as if he's not invested in helping you out. Not at all. Yeah. It's just he underestimated the psycho of us, mm-hmm. and I called the fire chief who was on vacation <laughs> and sent him all these pictures and explained the situation. I was like, I don't know why we're getting, like, fined right now. Like, I, we're just trying to get open, man. Like, yeah. I'm here to work with you. Luckily, he was an Army vet. Nice. Vet thing going. So dude comes in t- the next day, doesn't say anything to anybody, <laughs> comes in. He's in and out in, like, three minutes. <laughs> And he goes, you know, I really didn't appreciate you guys calling the fire. <laughs> well, you probably didn't appreciate him not passing you, not saying anything about it. I was like, really, man? Like, you asked for this. So not to get petty, but, like, unfortunately, that's one of many stories like right. that where you're like, what? why are you making this difficult? Mm-hmm. Like, we're here to improve the city. I mean, shit, in Orlando, we got a $100,000 city grant. Wow. So, I mean. Props to the city. They, they were super supportive. They're like, this is so cool. We love the one you have in Tampa. Yeah. You know, and I guess there's like some rivalry between the cities where like we want to be cooler. So they mm-hmm. love that. The war on I-4. The war on I-4. Yeah. <laughs> Shit's real. It is. Uh, so they're like, oh, this is cool that you're going to build a bigger, better version here in our city. Like uh, That was the selling point. Yeah. So I like, like it. Oh, this is great. Like, you know, we'll help you promote it. So we're like, oh, this is awesome. Like, thanks for the help. So, uh, you know. They paid for like a lot of the murals and stuff. It was pretty cool. Really, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I've got to give Orlando credit. It's a huge part of why I'm here and happy to be here. They're really, really investing in the city, especially the downtown. You see construction as far as the eye can see, and there's always new cool stuff being built. Oh, for sure. And, and it's ex- it's an exciting time. And they're gonna build that whole Robinson down to Lake Eola. It's gonna be more walkable. Yeah. It's gonna be a lot more dog friendly. Yeah. Art more. Square too. Oh, yeah. I think that's gonna be huge. That's right across from y'all. There's gonna be food trucks over there because I mean y'all can't really have food involved in a dog park, so it'll be good to have a couple options right near it. And yeah, right now people just like Uber Eats or just like yeah. pizza or whatever. So um no, I mean obviously the more this area develops, the better it is for Puss Pub and uh, hopefully, you know, people come and enjoy it. I think so. What are some of the other things that you're most excited about going forward with the Orlando location? I think it stems back to just educating people. Like, we're still in the beginning stages of just explaining what it is and that we exist. Yeah, I mean, we're about, we're really only about a month and a half into y'all being open, something That's like it. that. Yeah. So that's really fun for me. I love when people walk in, they're like, what the fuck? Like, where am I? What is this? (laughs) Uh, um, So that, that, for me, like, I get off on that. That's really fun. So they're like, oh, my God, like, what is happening right now? Or, like, when somebody's in there and they're, like, FaceTiming their friend, they're like, we're going to see this. And that is the best. Like, there, there could not be better. So we're still in that phase. So really just trying to get the word out there that we're here, that we're a fun place. Like, come watch football at Puss Pub. You know, come, you know, do whatever, whether it be, like, a company happy hour or your dog's birthday party, whatever yeah. it may be. Um, so definitely just trying to build on that, getting our regulars. Like, we have the best regulars in Tampa. Like, these are people that have been there since day one. You know, a lot of transplants. So, you know, like, me being a transplant myself, being from New England, New England, like, you know, you get people from all different areas and yeah. know, like we do our own like Thanksgiving, like we'll do a uh, potluck and like Trevor, my buddy, he, he uh, always 
takes the turkey. So like awesome. bring the grill to the bar, like That's outside awesome. it and like be grilling like in this truck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just, it's really, it, you know, as corny as it may sound like we're, we really have that cheers bar feeling where everybody knows you, mm-hmm. except they know your dog's name. Yeah. That's the funny thing about being a dog owner. Like my, there's a tiny little dog park connected to my apartment complex that I'm just like always taking my dog out to when I'm working and stuff. And there's so many of us that know each other's dog's name oh, yeah. and don't know each other's name. And you've gone too long in the relationship where you, yeah. you can't ask. It'd be too weird to ask. Yeah, you, you just like, can't oh, do it. Here's Max. And you're like, Shut up. <laughs> yeah. You're just hoping that they never like, you never get put in the situation where you're on the spot with it. But yeah, that's how it is. I mean, dog owners are crazy people. But a good kind of crazy, I would like to think. We're all kind of crazy. Yeah. It's true. You mentioned earlier that there are potentially other locations kind of on your radar. Do you have a good idea of what those are yet? Any specific places in mind? Yeah. So uh, we're actually looking into St. Pete right now, downtown. Uh, St. Pete's awesome. Oh, St. Pete's amazing. And again, just blowing up right now. Yeah. I mean, the developments, uh, you know, so really exciting stuff. Again, the benefit of having Sheila being at the forefront of that and being able to provide us with such amazing insight. And, you know, I'm never afraid of like us getting into a bad deal. So uh, that one makes the most sense. Uh, so we were able, we were lucky enough to actually get some time with one of the founders of Outback, Chris Sullivan. And, you know, this guy's in the 70s. He still goes to work every day at like eight. You know, he's got like a horse at the Kentucky Derby. Like, this guy is unbelievable. Just built different. Built different. Yeah. And uh, he, you know, was able to, you know, he was nice enough to give us some advice and kind of we talked about, you know, we met with him right before we opened Orlando and just talking about like expansion uh, ideas and, you know, what not to do and all that. So his biggest, uh, you know, I guess for him, it's a little different than our business model, but it was all about being able to manage them all closely enough. Right. It's like keep it close so that way you are, you know, being able to manage each location. He's like, honestly, Orlando and Tampa is almost too far. Mm-hmm. Like, the closer you are, the better. So that lends a lot of credibility to the St. Pete idea. You can zip back and forth between Tampa and St. Pete. Exactly. As long as there's not too much traffic, that traffic gets on that bridge gets, I forget what the bridge is called, but it gets insane. Well, there's like three bridges. So Uh, it really depends on which one you want to pick. That one really, really long one that goes over the water, or are there a few that go over the water? Okay. There's there's Gandy. uh, You got the, what is it? There's 275. And then are they all part of I 4? No, no. So I four is something totally separate. That's okay. That's hell on earth. The nothing yeah. compares to that one. But, yeah. Um, but no. So like we really took that to heart, and you know the idea would be to be running those three locations: so Tampa, Orlando, and St. Pete, all very manageable. We can drive to each one, and you know get those things uh, up and running, and then take a look into potentially you know looking into other cities, maybe even out of state. You know, my dream is Austin. I think this yeah. concept in that market. Yeah, it would is go stupid. A no brainer. There's a lot of space out there, too. Yeah. So we'd love that. Um, a lot of people have mentioned Nashville. Uh, for me, the climate might be a little too cold, but I mean, because we're so much of our square footage is inside mm-hmm. that, you know, I could be wrong. That could really work. Yeah. So. I could see it doing really well in both of those places. I've been to both, not to uh, pretty recently for both. I went to Austin a couple of years ago. Nashville actually just a 
about a month ago and they're they both have that super young professional market with tons of dogs and people that are out doing stuff all the time and big bar scenes. So I think that would kill. Oh, for sure. Plus great food. I mean, so I just want to live in places with good food. Um, I lived in San Diego briefly. Um, so I love that city and the weather. I mean, it's 75 degrees, perfectly sunny every single day and everybody has dogs. Uh, the issue there would be the politics of it. Right. Is, I mean, again, like dog bar concepts kind of are starting to enter that uh, market, but they're like dog parks. Yeah. Serve drinks at. Like, we're such a unique uh, marriage of the two, like, strong marriage of the two. But we're just so, you know, you. We're too ahead of the game. Like, mm-hmm. we're just as pompous as that comes off. Like, No, I agree with that. There's not really anything like it. But because of that, there's no regulation of it. Yeah. So because we're first and they're like, wait, what? What are you doing? You know, if you just read it, you know, it doesn't really make sense. Mm-hmm. But if you see it and you, you know, see all the measures that we take into place um, as far as uh, keeping it clean and, and safe, you know, then it makes sense. But if you don't see it for yourself and you don't experience it it's it's really tough to conceptualize especially you know if you're in like this middle management spot where you're just like yeah that doesn't make sense black and white yeah well i think having the established businesses and locations will lend a lot of credibility when you do go to make those expansions and i think being in florida is the perfect place to start it this is kind of the land of just try it and figure it out as you go along and do and ask questions later kind of thing so i mean to an extent i mean what's frustrating is we asked the questions Mm -hmm. we sat on city councils we went through permitting we went through zoning yeah we got approval from the health department and then it's like well there's still problems they were wrong or they interpreted this wrong or well this thing says that it's like if you guys don't have it together and everybody's telling me something different like who am I supposed to believe? Yeah. And we're not the only dog bar concept. I mean, there's a couple in Hillsborough County. There's like 14 in the state of Florida. And oh, that's wow. not even to mention cat cafes. Yeah, those are, those are a great concept too. Those are funny. Which is great. Yeah. But, you know, if you add though, I think we did some research, there's like 11 of them. Mm-hmm. So between the two, I mean, you're over 20 of these animal type, you know, dog and cat bar establishments. But there is no. Category. What's next? Monkey markets? Yeah, monkey markets. <laughs> That'd be fun. Yeah. Kind of dangerous. Uh, yeah, that could be. But no, like the fact that there isn't a category yet, it just, it's complicating it because mm-hmm. it all depends on who you talk to what kind of day they're having yeah which is insane it is like when you're talking about people's lives like this is our life like, mm-hmm. i i'm so in debt and i mean if, if if this were to ever you know have an issue it's like i can't afford to like be closed yeah while you guys figure it out or to get fined or something it's like you told me this was okay mm-hmm. the city of orlando gave me money to do this yeah I mean, I think all those things are going to work in your favor, though. And it seems like you're taking the right steps and documenting things properly. And those are the kind of things that when that comes back around, that's going to that's going to protect you, I think. I mean, we're doing everything again to be as uh, proactive as we can instead of being reactive. But unfortunately, by doing everything the right way, you know, we're taking it in the teeth. Yeah. 
that's like, oh, well, wait a minute. It's like, no, we're trying to help you. Like, let's let's work together mm-hmm. with, you know, creating a new category for this and figure out who should be regulating it. Yeah. And, you know, depending on who you talk to, they're like, that's a great idea. Or they're like, their head explodes. Yeah. So that's kind of where we're at. It's a lot of fun. It sounds challenging, but very rewarding. It will be. I mean, at the end of this, you know, just like anything else, uh, you know, you really learn so much in the process. And I feel like I could go to law school right now. Yeah. And do okay. Uh, probably not. But, you know, this will definitely benefit us for as you know, our expand, uh, expansion into other Florida cities, but also into new states. I mean, if we can get, if we can basically write a new category ourselves mm-hmm. and set the standard where it needs to be, I mean, we're basically giving the foundation to any future states that we're in. Exactly. You, you're writing the blueprint right. so that you can hand it off to the next set of states because the regulations will be slightly different, but if you can literally give them the blueprints and say, hey, I know y'all don't have this yet, but in Florida, this exists in this way. And we were able to, we were able to come to an agreement with the state of Florida and make it work in this way. How do we figure this out? I think that's the way to do it. It's a really cool thing to be on the precipice of. It's not fun in the moment. I mean, hopefully it will be very rewarding at the end. I think so. I like the perspective you have on it. And I have a couple different questions I usually ask. So the first one that I usually ask is, you know, you've been in this for a couple of years now with Pups Pub. And then, of course, you had all the things that went into your background before. If you could, I guess, just in the general realm of of sales, marketing and business in general, we could kind of stick with that topic. If you could go back in time and tell a young Alex as he was getting into all of this, having the wisdom and the knowledge that you have now, a couple things for him to do differently. What would be a couple of those things? So what I the first thing that comes to mind is have patience because I've always had the mindset of I can do this better. You guys are stupid. <laughs> and, you know, don't tell me to shut up in color. Yeah. You know, so I joined the Air Force. That was smart. <laughs> but, you know, it, it really throughout this process, like, you know, everything happens for a reason. You know, yeah. you're, you're in this gym job, which you never thought you'd be in. And yet you're learning such a valuable skill for your future, which you don't even know exists yet. Quick tangent on that. I, this feels like a thing I have to bring up. It's just so much, so aligned. My background is actually right out of college. I was a personal trainer for a while until COVID hit. So I was working at a gym and then all of a sudden COVID hit the gym closed. I was like, I can't train people anymore, but here I am. And this is not the only thing I do, but here I am doing something where I'm having these one-on-one conversations with people. And I actually credit a lot of that to the experience I had personal training. Like, so I, I thought that was an interesting kind of concept there. Like there's a lot in the, uh, in the fitness and gym industry that can teach you a lot of stuff that applies to other things. Oh, for sure. And I just thought it was funny. Like I worked a lot with personal trainers when I was at the gym and I was like, you guys don't understand what field you're in. You're yeah. in sales. Mm-hmm. You absolutely are. Because if you can't sell this, you can be the most jacked personal trainer, the most knowledgeable, it doesn't mean shit. Yeah. If you can't sell your product and your services, then it doesn't matter. Another quick tangent on why that's so true. When I was getting the job, it was this huge personal training program of like 45 of us. And so the huge program, kind of one of the top in the States that I was going out or in the state that I was going after. So they're very 
scrutinous and like who gets to be part of the program. I actually failed my first interview because I came in with the perspective of just like flashing as much of my fitness knowledge as possible. And I didn't get the job and I asked them why. And they were like, that's not what it's about. It's about how well can you deal with people and talk to people. So I came in a little bit more relaxed, took the chip off my shoulder and just relaxed and talked to them and, and got it because of that. That's exactly what it's about. That's awesome. Um, But yeah, just kind of going back to have patience. Everything happens for a reason. And, you know, maybe give your boss a little more credit than you are because you don't fully understand what exactly is going on behind the curtain. Mm -hmm. So now that I'm behind it by myself, no, not by myself, I'm going to say that, but, you know, you're behind it. You're like, oh my God, like this is nuts. Yeah. You know, and there's certain things you just, why put that stress on your employees? No, there's no reason like, to. There's, it's not even it's a, something you signed up for. Exactly, and and I think you know, being on the other side of things, you know, growing up and being you know part of a corporation or whatever, it's not. They would only put more burden on you if they did. There's no reason for you to be informed. It's yeah. not that they're withholding information from you. It's just you're not privy to it. Like it's not going to help you to understand the big picture. Yeah. And that's well, it's okay. not going to help you to take on the stress that comes right. with some of those things. So that's what I would tell my younger self. I like that. And then the other question that I have, so the show is called Profession Session. And one thing that I think a lot about in this show, because I, I kind of have this perspective of, you know, being in the, in the entrepreneurial space myself, I have the perspective that really anything could be a profession. I think you're a great example of that. You're in you're basically pioneering a field is what we talked about today. So um, I have the perspective that really anything can be a profession if you conduct it the right way. So I'm excited to ask you this question, having that kind of unique background that you have, what is what does it mean to be a professional to you personally? Uh, so for me, it's it's pretty simple. Do what you say you're gonna do. And I know it sounds like old school, like handshake deals, but if you surprisingly love, like especially now that we uh, own Puss Pub and we deal with a lot of vendors and contractors, and the the um, the lack of accountability is baffling mm-hmm. and incredibly frustrating. It's like if you pay for a service, it's like, hey, we need to do this, and then they do it, and then it fails okay, we'll come back and fix it. Yeah. Oh, we're busy. I already got paid. I don't really give a shit. Yeah. That to me, I think is the most unprofessional thing you could ever do. So you can't build a lasting business that way. You can't. So for me, it's that simple. If you are getting paid to do something and sometimes it may not go exactly as planned, you finish the job. Mm -hmm. That's what you signed up for. Hey, we agreed on this, whether it be for money, whether it be for a trade, whatever it may be. It could be something very simple. If you say you're going to do something, go through with it and actually do it. Yeah. That, for me, is being a professional. I love that. That's a great answer. One of the best I've gotten. Thank you for that. And, uh, I mean, with that being said, that's the last question I have for you. Is there anything else you'd like to share with the audience? So, Puss Pub Orlando. Yes, Officially open. VIP memberships are for your pups. They just need to be up to date on their rabies and parvo vaccinations. Just show proof of that. Mm-hmm. If they're over a year it's old. It's a clean gotta, place. Yeah. If they're over a year old, they got to be fixed. And most importantly, they got to be friendly. 
play well with the dogs off the leash and with other people. It's a super fun time, 21 and over. We got the bar, full liquor bar, all the stupid drinks, <laughs> good times. The bitches run a wild, delicious. The Bad Mother Puppers, what I came up with. That one's, you know, it's fire. James did yeah. a Mountain Dew. <laughs> it's diabetes. And I got to try that one. That's nuts. I didn't know about it's that. It's delicious. <laughs> Everyone gives me shit because that's what I used to drink. So I used to. I still drink it. So <laughs> who am I kidding? But uh, no, super fun place. Bon Bon, you want to make your appearance? Oh, yeah, let's show her. She's I'm, been. I'm waking her up from her nap. She's been fantastic oh. this whole time. What a trooper. This is the bar Puffluencer. Yes. She's on the shirt. Oh, she's on the mural. Mm -hmm. She's rocking her uh, here to chase tail bandana. It's all messed up. <laughs> oh, you're grunting. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's wrap this up so she could go get a nap. Bonnie, thank you for being a trooper. <laughs> and um, Pups Pub Tampa as well. If you're in Tampa, Pups Pub Orlando. If you're in Orlando, my guest today has been Alex Wright of Pups Pub Company. Alex, thank you so much for being on here. This has been a real pleasure. Thank you, sir. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Thanks so much for tuning into Profession Session. I'm your host, Brody Vinson. Stay tuned for new episodes every week and short clips of deep dives into specific topics that I put out on different social media channels. We can be found on YouTube, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, TikTok, all major podcast platforms. You can find my guest in the details of this video or podcast. And if you happen to know a young standout business owner, professional, or entrepreneur that you would think would be a good fit for Profession Session, DM me or get in contact with me anywhere and just let me know and they could be the next to tell their story here until next time again this has been profession session stay focused stay hustling and stay networking mm -hmm.